Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison. I'll be your host this morning or this evening, whenever you are listening to this around the world. And joining me is co-host Carl Smith, who was also the lyrical and he sings songs. Hello, that's me. I do those things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a cool episode this week. We're going to uh, talk about the latest news. We're going to delve into Final Fantasy XIV, the amazing MMO, which we've been putting a lot of time into. Randomly. We're going to be reviewing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's right, Three Houses Fire Emblem. Yes. And we'll be talking about, of course, our lame love and hype trains. But first, let's roll into the news. All right, so into the news. Need for Speed has a new entry coming this year. That's right, Need for Speeder, I mean Heat. Not underground, but heat. I mean, it could be heel. Heel, yeah. Need for Speed Heat will be out the 8th of November this year. So get excited for that, Need for Speed fans. Yay. I'm excited. Also, in other gaming news, THQ Nordic have confirmed they are making a new Saints Row game and a new Metro game. So I'm excited for a new Saints Row game. I played the third one and it was quite good. So I'm looking forward to a bit of silly open world mayhem. Yeah, so this is a brand new game, not just like a remake or like... No, they said they're making a new entry in the series, so... Wow, that's really cool. I wonder if it's a sequel or like a a different angle. I'm excited. Uh, In sad news, the Minecraft 4K Super Duper Graphics Pack has been cancelled. So for those Minecraft fans out there, that's right, you Melvick, um, there'll be no 4K. I think half the charm is is how bad it looks, though, right? So it's not the yeah, worst. Yeah, just would have cleaned everything up, though. I guess so. isn't it? I mean, it's 4K now. It just was going to release um, like super duper. Yeah, like new textures and like mm. beautiful sun rays and I don't know reflective yep. oceans. I, it would have been a bit uncanny valley anyway. I think. Uh, so Quantic Dreams, the makers of such hits as Heavy Rain and uh, that Android game we reviewed Detroit, last year. Become Detroit, Human. Become Human, thank you. I just, yep. Yeah. Um, That's okay. They've announced that they will release on all platforms simultaneously in the future. So no real PlayStation exclusive there now. Oh, wow. I wonder what's happened. Don't know. Maybe a deal fell through or they just saw more money somewhere. Maybe Game Pass has lured them in. Maybe. We'll have to see. DayZ, the very popular open-world survival game, has actually um, been refused classification in Australia, even though I've been playing the game for years now. Throughout yeah, isn't it, that a I bit guess late? you could call it um, early access, and now mm. they've just released the actual game, so it had to be classified at that stage. Now, I don't know why classification wasn't given to an early access game, but oh well. I got knocked back because of drug use in the game giving you benefits. Um, but right. they, the uh, developers have said that all versions are now being edited, so this has been taken out, and it should get approved then, so yay. Yay. That's when they strange. say all versions, do they mean even the American releases? Mm. Yes, yes. Wow, man, that's a big move. That's, uh, that it, might annoy it, it some people. It actually has me really worried for Cyberpunk now, because you can almost tell there's going to be pro-drug use in that game. Of course. In terms of lots of... And I, it could get knocked back. Who knows? That's oh, that's really one... scary. The whole game is about like altering yourself with mm. things to make you better. Oh yep. no! I didn't even think about that. I'm moving. Yeah, 
yeah, that would be a huge disappointment. But we'll wait and see what happens when um, the classification gets pushed through, probably in the next six months or so. Uh, I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to America. I'm going to stay there for six months and then come back when I'm done. <laughs> uh, fans of the Darksiders series, you can now play Darksiders 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Well, it's coming to Nintendo Switch, sorry. But yes, so uh, get excited, Darksiders fans. Um, I might do that. I bought it like ages ago because Darksiders 1 was just so good and then I just kind of moved away and didn't keep playing it and it's sitting there in my collection but it's for like the 360 and that's not gonna happen so I might actually do that that's do you know when the date is uh no oh just soon ish or something yeah yeah cool coming soon look out for it that will be fun you've got some sad news oh no what happened You, you do Oh, I have some... Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you, you had me worried. <laughs> I mean, it's not that sad for us. Just our friends over at Xbox, I suppose. The new Xbox Sad Edition is out now. What does Sad stand for? Um, sad is Xbox S All Digital. So it's the Xbox S, uh, but it's All Digital Edition, uh, and it's out now. And it looks like the worst deal in history. Wow. Cool. It's All a little right. bit cheaper and you don't get a 4K Blu-ray player. Yep. That that is sad. Ooh. All right. Also, mm. No Man's Sky Beyond update is out now uh, and that is massive. You can now do like missions with friends. You can run into friends in the galaxy at random. There's like oh, all kinds a, of crafting. Oh, what the game should have been several years ago. Well, what the what the game was promised to have been. Yeah, it's yes. Yeah. Well, the meeting people's is now, but uh you can you can actually do missions with friends and there's also all that big building stuff that they did in next and they added vr to the whole game if you have it on playstation so worth uh, a look you know I, I think a game like this for vr would be really cool all right and that was the news okay on to our uh, full art award where we say what's coming out on your uh added inclusions to your digital subscriptions on the numerous platforms out there and what we think is the best selection for this month, Carl. Yeah, well, the best selection, normally I just pick a game, but this time I think best selection is the whole of Xbox Games with Gold. And oh, yes. They're already killing it with Game Pass month after month. Uh, but what I really respect is that even though they have this huge Game Pass, which is arguably the best subscription gaming deal in history ever that everyone should copy... Um, they are still also delivering on their games with gold front. So for people who haven't jumped on Game Pass, you know, it's easy to kind of, you'd think maybe they'd make this a bit crappy so that people would be encouraged to get Game Pass, but they're still pushing their games with gold while PlayStation has dropped theirs right down to two games, very often two bad ones. This time they've just scraped through with a decent Wipeout Omega collection, but also they've got the Sniper 4 or something. I don't know, it's, it just doesn't really inspire me. Um, but Xbox Games with Gold, all four of theirs are really cool. Their 360 games are Castlevania Lords of Shadow and Torchlight, which is like oh, a, yes. my first Diablo or something, which I just yeah. loved. It's, it's sort of like Diablo, but really simple. The loot drops a lot quicker. It's just kind of like a really packaged version of, of Diablo. It's really cartoony and fun. Also, for the Xbox One games, they have Forza Motorsport 6 and Gears of War 4. And that's cool. all for free. Like, yep. oh, man. Yeah. So they, they win it, the whole, the whole thing, the whole package. Yeah, they smashed that. Well done. Well done. All yeah, right. Well done. On to our uh, games we have been playing. 
Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we've just got one title to talk about this week. Oh my God. So so says addiction man, Helen. <laughs> there's a there's a couple titles, but uh, all right. Let, let's go through the other titles quickly. Carl's been playing a. Oh wait, wait, no, no. Speed. Let's go quickly. He, we'll just quickly go he, through. Um, he, uh, Callan's, um, Callan's been it. playing. Um, we just go quickly. Callan's been playing Final Fantasy fourteen with us. It's been fun. It's a good MMO. We really, really enjoyed it. Anyway, also I've been playing some Assassin's Creed. Uh, Carl's been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which we've talked about many times before. It's great. It's in the DLC. So let's move on. From yep. That. And um, Callan's he been playing Final out, Fantasy uh, fourteen, it. which. Is uh, six years old, and you know that's been fun. Also, uh, I jumped into Wolfenstein. Yes, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Please yes, tell now us that about we, that. Okay, now that we're done talking about Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll get into Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> no, Final Fantasy's coming after Youngblood. Oh, good! I can't wait to get into Assassin's Creed Odyssey too. I got a lot no. to talk about. Wow! Come on, Youngblood, spit it out. Nah. Um, okay. Wolfenstein Youngblood. It seems really fun, but Callan won't play it with me because he's playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, and that's pretty much it so far. We haven't really had a good look at it because it's a, a game designed for co-op. And, oh, yes. Um, they have been very nice to send us a copy. And um, I, I had to jump in and looked at it, but it was very lonely without Callan. It feels really nice. It looks really cool. Uh, some people weren't too happy with it because it wasn't a linear sort of a set piece adventure like the first two games were. It's a bit more like um, quest-based, kind of like almost an offline destiny shared world shooter where you're collecting you know your your quest and your missions and you go and do them and you can do them in different orders and upgrade and have all different perks and whatnot but it feels and looks just as good as wolfenstein 2 did and you have someone else playing with you the whole time and you can throw them perks and buffs to help them through battle uh, while you upgrade your own ones so i i don't know it looks like a lot of fun and i can't wait for Callan to um to join me in it, if if he'll ever I, stop. I, sh- I shall, I shall, I shall. I'll take you uh, up on sto- that. Is the story good so far? Um, I don't know. I stopped playing before it got too intense because I didn't want to do it by myself. Oh, fair enough. So fair actually, enough. the very start, which I should mention, it actually starts off really funny with a whole bunch of really cool story set pieces. So I don't know if they're the only ones ever, but I was like, oh, this seems this seems really legit and you know, on point to branding to Wolfenstein 2 like it was last time like they blow off someone's head and have a big laugh about it because the first time they killed someone and they're training to be Nazi killers the two um, daughters of Blaskowitz mm-hmm. um, yeah it seems really cool so far the the humor seems still in there but maybe it gets bland in the middle I don't know but yeah. but we'll find I've out he- I've heard the last boss is a pain people have complained about it on Twitter Oh, right. I'm not a big boss yeah. fan anyway, so like I find most really bosses really bullet spongy style boss, and you run out of ammo quite easy at it, and and things like this. Yeah, so oh. we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we will get into it. Sadly, I've got to finish off Wolfenstein too. Oh, my God. I know. That's a big reason why I haven't stepped foot into Youngblood, because I'm like, oh, I've got to finish off Wolfenstein too. Well, you do have to finish. And Wolfenstein 2 is fantastic. Just stick it on easy and smash through I, I, it like I've a got movie. It, I've got it on easy. I'm smashing through it. So I've got to, I've got to finish that off. Oh, nice. All In right. between the Final Fantasy 14 sessions. Right, let's talk about Final Fantasy 14. Jeez, here it is. Right. You, so, have um, you got a towel? Let, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll go back to the start, how all this eventuated. So um, Final Fantasy 14 released years ago now there was the original final fantasy 14 it went bad they released it as a realm reborn so they pretty much remade the game 
in two years and released it back in 2013. Re-released it. it. There's been several expansions since, and they keep getting better and better and better scores. And it's one thing I'm always been like, maybe, maybe, but I just haven't haven't delved in. Then Domino's released this pizza deal, and when I was staying up at Carl's, (laughs) we decided to get pizza one night, and I said, why don't we get the Final Fantasy meal deal, and then I'll try out Final Fantasy just for something fun to do. And he's like, that sounds like a great idea. Yep. And I had jumped on last year, or actually 2016, a little bit on the PS4. And I had a wonderful time with it. But I mean, you know, like any old MMO, I was just playing there on my own and didn't know what to do without sort of someone there to adventure with. And I didn't really want to jump in with other guilds or clans and meet people. I just wasn't really in the mood for it then. And I'm not a big MMO player. So um, even though I was really enjoying the Final Fantasy part of it, I didn't know if it was worth jumping into until only mm. just recently reading about how it's possibly, um, you know, been, been said that it's one of the best stories of all the final fantasies. It's and very in story MMOs heavy. in general, like that's been an issue with MMOs in the past with people, myself included, that sometimes the stories don't turn out that great. Now I've played world of Warcraft for years, right? Um, they're up to the eighth expansion in World of Warcraft, which is just ridiculous. I think they should just do a do-over and just restart or make it WoW 2 or whatever. But the story really felt lacking, especially in the latest expansion, and I sort of drifted away from it. Like, it, to play an MMO that long, it gets very samey after a while, right? And I've played numerous other ones, like dip my feet into like the Star Wars MMO, DC Comics MMO, Warhammer... Uh, amongst others. So, you know, I've, I've done a bit of MMOing over the years, but I'd never done a Final Fantasy one. And I was sad I missed out on Eleven back in the day, but that was around when we were, uh, it, it just wasn't the right time, I felt, for really MMOs back then. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Weren't you playing World of Warcraft right then? Maybe. But, I mean, on consoles and, and things like that. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I was just, I um, remember just being disappointed, going like, oh, online, okay, never mind. And it was a time yeah. when I was still scared of the internet and didn't want to pay for subscriptions, and I didn't have yeah. subscriptions money. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, but now with Final Fantasy uh, fourteen, we decided to give it a go after this pizza deal. And I must say, like, this is one of the best MMOs I've ever played. Yeah, well, it, now, it's certainly uh, the best and only main one I've played. I've got to say, from the get-go, the quality of life convenience features in this game kills World of Warcraft. Like, leaves it in the dust. Wow. And it's just simple things. No pun intended. Just just simple little things like being able to just teleport when when you want. Being able to have all your classes on the one character, which is super convenient. Yeah, being all the jobs, which I think is something they really lean on, judging by all the cutscenes that promote yeah. it. Just just little things like that. Like, I could go on and on about the conveniences of it, and I can't remember a lot off the top of my head because they're just so convenient now. I'm just used to them. But the, the quality of life features is fantastic. I'm seeing a lot of people get excited for the release of WoW Classic in a couple of weeks' time. I don't want to go near that thing. That sounds dreadful now like yeah yuck Mm-mm, no thank yuck, you yuck 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 like the classes are fun in this we've played several classes i'm playing a warrior a scholar a white mage kyle's playing a 
a dragoon and a black mage. Yeah. And yep. also a conjurer at the moment. Yeah. And a um, uh, gladiator with a sword and gladiator. shield. You know, the, the traditional style of like healer, tank, DPS, but it's fun. And look, this game is Final Fantasy fourteen. It has so much Final Fantasy charm into one of this game. Oh, so many references to all the There are chocobos. Well. You look out in, into the dis- distance and there's giant crystal formations like in Final Fantasy. You got a Biggs and a Wedge. We haven't met a Sid yet, but we're expecting to meet a Sid eventually. Yes. And I'm, I mean, I'm playing as a friggin' <laughs> Viera from Final Fantasy twelve. Yes, that, that yeah, exactly. And you can be like the Kamari race as well. And there's like um, gun blades and squalls in there from Final Fantasy. Well, Squall's outfits in there from Final Fantasy VIII and his style of weaponry. Oh, yeah, there's just all these little, like, references to Final Fantasy and pop culture and, and things like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We've put a lot of time into it so far. We are, we'll, we'll probably be talking about our Final Fantasy journey over over the uh, coming podcast, but we are 34, 35 around that stage. So yes. we're over the halfway point of uh, Final Fantasy A Realm Reborn. Yeah. Oh, um, and we should probably mention that the only reason that this whole deal was out at Domino's and why this is a subject at all worth talking about in 2019 is because Shadowbringers has just been released. Of course, the latest expansion, which got great reviews. The best so everywhere. far. It's better than all yeah. the last ones. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole and bunch of new jobs released with it. And of course, new story. So... We're trying to get there to experience and see what that's like, but we've got like years of awesome content to get through oh, first. We've got so much content. We've got the rest of Realm Reborn, then we've got the Horrible One Hundred, which is this this thing that people keep talking about. I've noticed in game, they're like, "Oh, yeah, there's like a hundred quests between a Realm Reborn and the Heaven's Ward expansion, and they really suck." I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's like infamous run of things where yeah, you like don't yeah, level it's, up. It's like the making of a player if you can get through that, I feel. It's like that, um, what would you call it? Thing. Yeah, wow. Very good. Yeah, cool. Well done. Yeah. I yeah. can see these podcasts has really helped bridge know, that I, uh, yes, gap between yes. beginner and no, you know, vocabulary. It's like, <laughs> not test your mind. It's like, you know, it's like, hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, hey. but it you know even though it's a it's a game from 2013, it's still a gorgeous looking game, and we have been playing crossplay. That's another thing we haven't mentioned. So I've been playing on the PC. Carl's been playing on the PlayStation. Oh my god! Yeah, we didn't even mention that. That's massive. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's great. You know, like it's, it's, it's seamless. I feel like Carl's on PC. Because I keep saying to him, just click here. And he's like, I can't click there. Yeah, and I do the same. I'm like, if you just press square, your menu comes up. I don't have square. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. Just press L1 and L2. Yeah. It, it, and there's plenty to do in the game as well. Like, other than just your main story quests, which is great because the game sort of feeds you the main story quests, which takes you through the main story. But there's optional side quests. There's things called fates, which are just random events that happen on the map and you just rock up to and you just participate in. There are um, levies, which is like certain quests that will give you certain things to do in terms of your crafting professions or or whatever, just for bonus experience. Then there's the dungeons, and I found the dungeons very enjoyable so far. I was actually quite surprised. 
now that I look at it, it's not that complex, but like the first dungeon with things you have to do and move and do certain things at the boss battles in games like, wow, their first dungeons didn't really have that. It was just tank the boss and kill it sort of thing. So it was nice to see mechanics from the get go. Yeah. I guess they've evolved a lot. And yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, Like what we wanted Anthem to have done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, there's also the crafting system. Now, this crafting system is probably the coolest crafting system I've seen in an MMO. It's it's great. You've you've got like this special bar that you got to fill up for quality um, or completion. Then you got also got to improve the quality of the item you're making. You've got a chance of it turning into a higher quality item, which gets you more experience or money or things like that. It's just a really cool system. It's like a mini game in itself in the way it operates. You've got all these different abilities to use while crafting to make things better. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a damn good MMO. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it really is. It's it's very enjoyable. I've I've never really latched onto any MMOs. I tried, you know, the first several hours of, of quite a few. I did uh, Wildstar, which is was my favorite up till now. I did ESO. I tried even... Um, Black Desert, which looked fantastic, yeah. but I, I didn't know what was going on. But this, I guess it's because of being a Final Fantasy fan and the promise of these um, really great expansions and story-heavy gameplay, which is what brought me to love Final Fantasy in the first place. So that's why I'm here yeah. and getting through like, all this stuff, is to try and experience we, we, that. We're pretty much just slogging through a Realm Reborn because the story's okay. I like it how it's got cutscenes and things like that. But it's, it's okay, but it's supposed to just ramp up right at the end of A Realm Reborn, straight into the rest. Yeah, and I mean, just as a quick note, the, the whole story of this is you're fighting the summons from all the other yeah, Final Fantasies, right. which already fought, is awesome. We've fought a Frit, and um, we are heading towards fighting Titan. And we nearly um, fought Ramu. Ramu, but he ran away, so I assume yep. we're going to do it later. Leviathan has been mentioned. Yes, yes. As has um, uh, Bahamut. As well, Quasi Codal's running around in there helping helping one of the classes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's I, pretty cool. No, I, I lie. Carbuncle. Oh, Carbuncle. Yes, yes. You got Carbuncle. Not, not the giant bird. The little yeah. cute guy. Yeah, I fought um, this monster called Kajata, which was another summon at another stage. Yeah, so that's been really fun in itself. Like if you're yeah. a fan of those old sort of summons or aeons or GFs, whatever you call them, from whichever Final Fantasy you like. Um, yeah, so that's been really, really super fun. And okay. I can't wait to get into the actual DLC. Uh, yeah, exactly. I can't wait for us to keep talking about our journey to you all because I'm loving the journey so far. And we have been doing the main story together as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We have. Just so we're playing it yeah. with someone. But um, if any of you want to jump on board, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's yeah. a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of classes, so we're always able to... Well, at least I am, because Callan's put in a fair few more hours than I have. So I've got a whole bunch of level zero and level one people that I'm always ready to start at zero again with anyone jumping on to show the ropes and have a laugh. Callan can yep. just come in there with his ultra power and just point at things and well, kill them. That's another thing, actually, that I forgot to mention, is the scaling in that you can go back and do old content on higher level characters and you'll scale yourself down to their level. So you can run the older dungeons with lobbies and things like that, which is great for like people that want to do stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. So That's it's not like, true. oh, yeah, I'm level 50, I am one-hit everything in there. It's like, oh, no, I'll just... um, It's called sinking. I'll just sink back to level 15. All right, off we go, guys. Let's do this. Yeah, 
That is really fun. Makes it really e easy. Yep. All right. Um, on to our shout outs this week. Well, I did want an actual real chance to talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey real quickly because uh, oh. exactly the same as what uh, we've been doing with Final Fantasy XIV. I jumped back into that because I wanted to experience the, um, the new Atlantis DLC. Uh, but to get to that, I've had to start the Hidden Blade DLC, which I thought, oh, I'll just quickly do this so I can get to that. Um, but the writing has been fantastic. It's like a step up. There's a whole bunch of mystery and intrigue and like really, really deep sort of um, scripts and cutscenes. You You start unlocking all new moves. And then once you get to the um, Atlantis DLC... I've been talking to Melvik, my brother, and I had no idea, but the whole thing is three full separate hubs and game worlds that you get to experience on each of the chapters, one, two, and three. It's not just this Atlantis add-on. So that looks really exciting, and there's all new moves and upgrades of the old moves you've already had, which change the way you play, which you can also bring back to the old main game. So um, really excited about that, and uh, I will talk more about it when I've experienced it, hopefully next episode. Bam. All right. Wow. Awesome. So now we're going to roll into shout outs. Hey. Okay. So our first shout out will go to Gaming Australia again. Facebook page. People that are listening to us would know this one by now, but facebook.com slash Gaming Australia. It's a community for gamers based in Australia, but I'm sure people from like other countries can also jump in and, and say hello. Lots of game discussion going on in there. Lots of news being posted around, things like that. So go check that out. Also, we'd like to uh, give a shout out to Generosity yes. again this year. So Generosity is a it is a charity. Um, they're doing they they've done it at PAX the last couple of years for little events. They're going bigger and better this year. They're doing a was it a seventy two lives our live stream leading up to PAX? I think it's a forty eight hours. Oh, 48, 48 yep. hours. And then they're also going to be doing some things at PAX as well. So check them out. Donate when you can, when you start seeing that stuff. We'll be yep. promoting that a lot more. We'll just jump into um, generosity.com.au, which is yeah. G-E-N-E-R-O-Z-I-T-Y.com.au. And check out how you can donate and help out as well. It's a really yeah. cool cause and the dudes there are really fun. Um, yeah, it's it's just really cool. Yeah, exactly. So jump on board that, but we'll have more info leading up to PAX this year because I think um, a singer-songwriter that we know will be appearing on there. May or may not. Who knows? We'll may see or what may happens. not be. I don't know. We'll have to talk to Twan. See what he <laughs> yeah, see what, he, see what he thinks. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay, all right. So how about we roll into our review this week? Oh, let's do it. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Still, we have no choice but to eliminate those who cling to unreasonable ideas of justice. Someone must put a stop to the cycle of the strong trembling the weak. Okay, Fire Emblem three, three Hours. Fire <laughs> Emblem Three Houses is a tactical role-playing game developed by Intelligent Systems and Kai Nem Koei Temko, and it is published by Nintendo. Um, pretty much this is a massive RPG on the Nintendo Switch. People have been wanting a, or there's been a lot of Fire Emblem games. This is the 16th one. So Whoa, when 16th. A, a, yeah. When a new, so it should be called 16 houses. No. Um, oh. yeah, it's, uh, it's been going for a long time, but people were very excited when it was announced for Switch. It's finally come out. Um, look, I've never really played a Fire Emblem game before. 
But the feels I got from this game, oh my gosh. It reminded me so much of Shining Force 2 in the way that the battles are done. I was just instantly in love. So it's a turn-based strategy game um, with a lot of RPG elements. The, the battles, pretty much you and the computer take turns to fight each other. You move around a, on a grid-based map. You've got about 10 characters that are all different classes from warriors, paladins, archers, mages, priests, etc., etc. So yeah, you know, you, you've got your normal fantasy mix-up there of characters. But then when you're not in battles, you are playing as this professor at this monastery, which is like almost like a school, like a university in a way, where you're training up these people in one of the three houses. So at the start of the game, you make a choice to align yourself with one of the houses. I went with the blue lions, but there was also the black eagles and the yellow team. Nice. I went with none of them because I didn't play Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I'll be asking questions. So depending on which house you go, you see a different perspective of the story unfold, which is kind of a cool thing to do because it can give you multiple playthroughs and you go, oh yeah, cool. I can now see it from, you know, um, Eldergaard's perspective or Dimitri's um, perspective or Claude's perspective, you know, depending who you go with. Um, and around the monastery, I mentioned that you sort of teach students. So you, all the students from all the houses are sort of hanging out in this monastery. You can go talk to them all. You can actually recruit students from other houses into your house, which I've done a few times. Um, you build up relationships with people. You do little mini games with people. And then you do these little class instructions where you can teach individual students different skills. They can level up those skills and improve their classes in battle. You can promote students and and change, make them change classes and, and things like that. Uh, there's, there's sort of a so the game's in two parts: the monastery and the battles, pretty much. It, it, it's fun. Like I'll sit and I'll walk around the monastery for an hour and I'll talk to every person, try and build relationships, find items, complete quests. Then I'll go do some battles back to the monastery. That's sort of how the game goes. Wow, so there's a lot of systems in it, and I'm I'm getting a real uh, Persona Five vibe with the schools and oh and yeah, time. yeah yeah yeah. So the game is is again like Persona based into a calendar style thing. It must be a thing with JRPGs; they love doing these calendars with school years and stuff. So mm. you go through the months, and there's different events that are coming up, and things happen on different days, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I, I don't mind the calendar system really because it's like oh, okay, cool. I've got this many goes before this event's going to happen. So I've got to do this, this, and this, and have all this ready for this event coming I up. I often get stressed out by those kind of time limits myself. Well, because you can't do everything. Exactly. And I, you know, I'm, I'm such a completionist normally, and I'm just like, oh, no. And then it makes me, um, instead of making it quicker, it really makes me uh, so indecisive mm -hmm. with what to do next. Whereas when you can do everything, you're just like, you, you kind of, you don't always do everything, you know, very often in, in giant games, I don't do everything. But when you have the the choice to do everything, you jump onto decisions a lot quicker because it doesn't feel so final. Whereas this is like these kind of calendar games, even though I, I totally get why they do it. And it, it is exciting and it's cool having it like, you know, breaking it down and organizing yourself. But just that thing of like, oh, what do I do now? And it's meant to, yeah, it's meant to help you know, move things along. But for me, I'm just like sitting there with the choices going, what do I do on this day? Yeah. It's very important. 
Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, oh my gosh, I've got two more days to get my relationships up because I feel like something's going to happen. Then you're stressing, you're stressing, and you're stressing. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's its own excitement, I guess, as yeah. well. That they um, had. The, the battles have their own excitement as well. Even though I found the battles a little easy, I feel. Ooh, um, is, is there a difficulty, I should ask? Yes, there's normal and hard, and I went normal. Okay, and hard. Oh, yeah, there's, there's all that um, permadeath. Oh, there's permadeath, which I was going to talk about next. There's classic mode or turn permadeath off. Now, I've got, I'm on classic mode, but the game gives you not, this nice little rewind battle feature, which you can use a couple of times. So someone drops dead, you just go rewind. You rewind a bunch of moves back, and you get to replay moves out, and hopefully you don't lose a character at that stage. Oh, wow. I mean, okay, that seems pretty cool. Does that, does that take away from the... Uh... I, I feel it takes away from the tension a bit. And also, yeah. with a permadeath, I feel it makes you play a bit more defensively. Yeah, okay, instead of all in and just see what yeah, happens. Yeah, it, it's never going to get down to the stage unless you're freaking nuts that it's it's one-on-one guys at the end and you've got to beat this last guy or you're going to lose the battle because you've lost your whole squad at that stage and the game would suck. Yeah, true that. Um, because you start feeling quite connected to these characters. You don't want to lose any of them. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to lose you. No, oh gosh, let's rewind. All right, cool, we've got you back. Let's go again. But I found I, my tactics have been quite defensive in the way I move, What rather than if I knew my guys were coming back at the end of the battle, I'd play a lot more aggressive than I have been. Yeah, of course. So there is that. So people, if you are going to play this, it's it's your call if you want to do permadeath or not, but... Yeah, look, really, yeah, it's not a big deal, especially when you can rewind time in it, as it was, as it was, it would have a lot more tension, I feel, in the battles. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, I've I've never played any of these, but I keep hearing that um, the thing about Fire Emblem and why it was, um, like, why people were so much more attached to it than other kind of these tactical RPGs is because of the permadeath and that you really connected with specific people. And characters? Yeah, I, I found that too as well. Like I found I've connected with some of the students a bit more along the way, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to lose you. And then students from other houses, I'm, I've liked, liked talking to them. I've tried very hard to build up the relationships with them. I've managed to grab one that I really liked, which was really cool. The well, you I can't just... be grabbing students, man. Hey. Um, yeah. So, mm, yeah. Uh, have you got any other questions for me? Uh, yes, okay. Are you tempted to replay it with one of the other houses because there's three separate um, houses right i would but it's a long game it's uh, a right. very it's a very beefy game you're looking at a 40 to 60 hour completion on this oh yeah and i mean with final fantasy 14 in the background we Look, what what i will do i have not rolled credits on this yet so i can't you know say that but um i, I when i have finished it, i am going to sit down with youtube and watch a bunch of cutscenes and see how things play out from the other perspectives because I'm still interested in that because I think that's a really cool feature. But for people that don't want to do that, yeah, you could have easily 150 hours in this game by playing all three houses. Wow. Yeah, okay. That's And it seems like they're quite different too. It's not like replaying the same thing. No, you're seeing things from a completely different perspective. And I can't go into detail because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't played it yet. Yeah, good, cool, cool. But... Um, yeah, there's some, there are some big changes that do happen in the game and seeing it from a different perspective and then where that story goes, it is kind of a cool, would be a kind of a cool thing to see. So that's all I'm yeah. going to say on that because I, I don't wonder give if there's like, um, away. 
you know uh, that game we looked at uh, last year, I want to say, or year before, Near Automata? I wonder if it's, you know how that game you kind of need to or you're encouraged to play more than once to really get a good feel of of the experience. I wonder if that'll end up being the case with this. Oh, yeah, I think so, because there are some character motivations which I'm not understanding from my point of view at the moment, but if you right. decided with that character, you might understand their motivations more and, and things like that, and you might well, have that's... a com- completely different view of that character because I'm looking at these characters going, okay? But then someone else might be like, I love your character so much. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, I just I love that, man. Like, that's really cool for, like... um massive fan like you jump in there you're having a great time but you just do like one playthrough and you're like that's enough i've experienced it i really enjoyed it cool bye but if you just like love this game so many other games what they do to to help you like play again is they do that thing where they give you a a new game plus which Mm -hmm. and people jump on that but i love this so much more because you get to re-experience the game you love that you're like i don't know like maybe totally hooked on this is the one you want to replay for some reason you get to do it you know, two or three more times, maybe even more, I've heard whispers of, um, that, you know, you get to see it in a different angle and you you are still experiencing that game you love and doing the same stuff again with more of an understanding of how. So you are kind of doing like a new game plus um, Mm -hmm. only because of your knowledge of it while learning a cool other angle, which which is so cool. Instead of doing like The Witcher again or new game plus on God of War, which is like, Still cool, but everything's exactly the same. It's just bad guys are different and harder. Yeah. I yeah, like exactly. that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Imagine it's like um, a game you like, and then it's like, oh, this is the big DLC where you get to see from this other perspective, but you've got three of those in this game. Yeah, nice. Like The Lion King Part 1.5. Did okay. you watch that? No, I was going to say Persona Royal, but go on. <laughs> well, it was it was just Lion King 1 again, but from the point of view of Timon and Pumbaa. Really? Yeah, man, it's excellent. Please oh go gosh. check it out so, one day. So what, like halfway through the film, Simba rocks up? Yeah. Huh. And and they, they can see, like, I think there's a scene where they see Simba singing um, Just Can't Wait to Be King, but he hasn't met them yet. And they're just seeing it from a distance. and like, wow, what's going on over there with all those animals? And I don't know. And they just keep going and... You know, you see their own story and how they met. And then eventually at that Hakuna Matata bit, they finally cross paths and it still continues on their side. I'm like, wow, this is like epic DLC for my favorite cartoon. Wow. Yeah, please check it out, man. I mean, it's got nothing to do with games. And if any other listeners are uh, listening and you're curious at this random thing. So we're doing a movie podcast now. I thought we were going to do a book podcast next. No, no, we are never doing book podcasts. Okay. Never, never. We are staying way far away from that, mate. <laughs> okay, well, if you're looking for a really cool RPG on the go, check out Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Nintendo Switch. Um, look, it's it's a great, solid RPG. It gave me a lot of feels from the old Shining Force days. Like, yeah, I'm looking at actually a picture of an old Fire Emblem game here, and it looks so much like Shining Force, it's not even funny. Wow. Um, yeah. So check it out. I'm giving this one a nine. It's a great game. Solid nine. Nice. Yeah. 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 It, 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 look, this game will be in some people's game of the year conversations. Yeah. But um, yeah, or Nintendo Switch game of the year even. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very, very solid package. So go check out Fire Emblem Three Houses. How lovely it would be for this moment to last forever. So I just mentioned briefly their game of the year. 
Fire Emblem being in contention, we thought we'd have a quick discussion, just a brief little discussion on the midway point in the year, which we're now past, on what we think is leading the race for Game of the Year in our opinions. Yeah, and I thought this would be a really fun thing to jump into with you because uh, a lot of the times if you just jump into it right at the end, you don't give those that first half enough sort of time to shine and, and like a little look. So let's just take a little breather. Halfway, how's our Game of the Year going? Oh, it's, look, for me, it's between two games at the moment. Yeah, what are your two uh, games? Uh, Sekiro and Fire Emblem. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Mine, mine is Trials Rising. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's my game of the... And I didn't think... I mean, I is was it so because, excited. Is it because we've, got a, we've had a quiet, in relative terms, Yeah, it's not year? because Trials Rising is just the most phenomenal thing that it's ever happened. It's just... You just hate everything else that's come out. Well, I liked Mortal Kombat 11, kind of, but not really. Division 2, I had a lot of fun with, but like, you know, heh. And an anthem is still up there for me. Yep, that's right. Even I, it's one of the most fun games I played this year. You know yeah, that came out this year. Is it a game of the year worthy? Probably not. Well, that's what I keep saying to all. And you know what? One that snuck in there for me was also Void Bastards, which has kind of been yeah, that was pretty cool. A really um, cool Pla- one. Plague Tale Innocence was another one that I thought was quite good. Quite strong. yeah, yeah, that was really great. But yeah, for like, I mean, what was it? Days Gone? That was just came and went and. Mm. And um, Rage 2, like, none of them are just, yeah. like, stick-around games yeah. in, in your Fair brain. Enough. Like, you just experience them and you're like, oh, that's that's that thing. Bye Do now. Do you feel that's going to be a theme for the back half of the year as well? I don't know, man. I hope not. Like, I guess there's um, there's Pokemon coming, which could De- could be uh, really cool. De- Death Stranding. Yeah, that might... Bo- Borderlands 3, Gears 5, uh, the Zelda Link Awakenings remake. Borderlands 3, I hope, is one that gets all of our crew together again. Yeah, it should do. It should do. So, look, there's still a lot to come, but it's look, next year is the banger year. We know it's going to be the banger year next year. I think yeah. this is just uh, this is the start of this generation dropping off before that final <laughs> next year, you know, where it goes out with a, a bang and then we roll into next gen. Yeah, so next year is like the big swan song of all the current gen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, I really think it's. I really didn't think it would be. I was trying to write down this list, and I'm like, really, Trials Rising is my current game of the year, but it is. It was really yeah, fun. Look, it got all of us together. Those are my yeah. favorite type of things. Well, mom, mom was Sekiro again. I like the challenge aspect. The game was cool. It was beautiful. I like the story. Again, it got a bunch of us together. Not you, but me and a <laughs> oh, bunch wow. of <laughs> me you're and cool, a bunch of cool. others talking on mic discussing like about bosses that we're failing on and we're all yelling into the mic and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun Sekiro was cool I'm disappointed there's probably not gonna be any DLC for it but then at the same time I'm like ah, I've done my Sekiro dash I don't I don't need it I don't need to go back for more that's true and then just before we move on uh if we're not counting games that came out this year what's your current game of the year Final Fantasy 14 uh, and I think mine wholeheartedly is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Isn't that weird? Wait, wait, wait. If I get up to Shadowbringers before the end of the year, can I claim that as my game of the year? You can. I think you can. But you've <laughs> got to be really quick. I know. <laughs> I think you really can. I think they're actually um, like looking into putting that in some of the game of the year lists. But Oh, look, it'll tricky. probably get MMO of the year. Yeah. I mean, like, 
they they always put Warcraft expansions up for MMO of the year, so I don't see why Shadowbringers should be an exception. That's true. But yeah, so, so currently, hmm. even including all the games that came out this year, my current game of the year that I've had the most fun with is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is last year's game. So that tells you something about 2019. And Callens is a six-year-old game. So come on, 2019. Well, the bit we're in is six years old, technically, yes. but And, and that's been the- your game of the year, you just whispered. <laughs> you know, like that's... Come on, 2019. I'm just saying, like, give us yeah. something. Oh, excuse me. That's my dog. My dog's come down now. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is where we do Classic Me, Classic You, where we talk about games that we've sort of gave each other to test out and try. I tried out a bit of Red Faction Gorilla. He tried out a bit of Sonic Spinball. You yes. know, spoke spoke about Red Faction Gorilla on the Twitch cast, but that's gone now. So I'll say it again. You blow up stuff. Yeah, but you blow up stuff better than lots of other games like you can shoot a pillar and the pillar will sl- slowly crumble fall hit another pillar that will fall set off a chain reaction it's got a lot of cool things like that mostly it's just i thought it was just better than uh one of the latest releases of xbox one x the newest highest best console um powerful using the entire power of the xbox cloud destruction game crackdown 3 which also <laughs> came out this year and you tried some. Was that this tr- year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, you tried some Sonic Spinball. Yeah, which um was bad timing because I tried it at the same time that we played Yoku's Express Delivery thing, Island Express Delivery or whatever it is, yeah. something like that. And I, it was really fun. It was quirky. It was silly, and it, I can kind of tell why it was a whole bunch of people's sort of favorite puzzle game back in the day I've, I've read some really cool things and you were saying that you were really into it and i'm like mm, sonic pinball i don't know but it works so well because he turns into a freaking ball yeah exactly and you still fight bosses and things like that you still get chaos and, and the levels them. are really cool it, there's like places you can't fall into there's secret spots that you can flick yourself to mm-hmm. and the levels yeah. are like really big and the camera moves away it's not just like one table it's more like a whole map little world thing yeah which which yeah, is Really cool timing that you gave me that because at the time that we were playing Yoku's Express Thing Island, we should really <laughs> learn that name. Yoku's Island Express. Oh, that's the one. Um, that was like such a cool representation of what a game exactly like the Sonic Pinball has evolved into. Yeah. So it was yeah. really interesting playing those two. And I feel like we wouldn't have got Yoku's Island Express if we didn't have Sonic. So um, I have a big... Thank you to that game that I'm that I owe it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a bit of a rebrand on Classic Me, Classic You because we keep getting angry at each other for the games we give each other. Yes, we do. So Namely, giant RPGs. Yeah. So Carl's got this book, um, 100 Games to Play Before You Die. So we're going to go through this um, and check out the ones that we haven't played before. So it's yes. still going to be under the Classic Me, Classic You banner. But we'll be going through the games in this book starting next week. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I figured if these are 100 games that, you know, some official person's written down that says we have to play before we die, then, well, we better get through them. So Yeah, well, like we've probably played probably 60, 70 of these games already. That's true, just, so we'll obviously skip those. Yeah, we'll be skipping those, but yeah, because we're not going to be like, oh, let's go... Let's go play Super Mario Bros. It's like, well, duh. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll be we'll be going through the ones that we haven't played. So yeah, we'll 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 get to that. Yes, yes, we will. Okay, uh, let's finish off this episode, shall we? With the lame love and hype trains. 
And first up is The Lame Train. What is your lame train this week, Carl? My lame train is bad timing for brilliant games. Um, oh, yeah. And it's been the same so many times. Um, you know, like, it can be a good thing when you have time, but, like, you know, for people like us who are constantly moving forward with the next game and the new game to talk about and review, we just seem to, like, lose these things, which luckily we have, you know, we've spoken about it this episode. We happen to have jumped in and played these awesome, like, Final Fantasy fourteen and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've just had the best time with. But I'm, I could have missed that. I only jumped in because of the DLC. Um, but that came out in the shadow of Red Dead Redemption 2. And then there's been mm-hmm. so many, like, Titanfall 2, which is one of the best first-person campaigns, like, action campaigns in years. And that yep. got sort of buried by, was it Battlefield? Mm, yeah Titanfall got buried by Battlefield yeah yeah and then also there was like Mad Max which I really loved but that one got totally buried because of bad timing and I just you know it's it's like not so lame for us because these games still exist to play but they just get sort of buried and sometimes in the case of like Mad Max and even Titanfall has um what's that new Apex Legends right now which you know they're Mm -hmm. stoked about anyway but what can what can really um, ruin things is that if this sort of thing happens, people forget about the the amazing game that comes out. You know, like something like Mad Max, which I loved, but it was just a terrible year to come out because there was just these giants and wonderful games all around it. And then, you know, the companies that make these games go like, "Oh, no one likes our game. Cool, no sequel." And you're like, "Wait, no, you should make a sequel and release it at a better time because your game was fantastic. You just can't measure it." Because everyone else is playing Red Dead Redemption 2 instead of Assassin's Creed, you know? Yep. So, yeah, my lame train is bad timing, brilliant games. Cool. Okay, mine is the naming of games. Need for Speed Heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. EA, call it Underground 3, you cowards. Seriously. They don't call it Underground 3. Are are they scared they're going to get a backlash from calling it Underground 3 and it not being as good as Underground 2, which is an all time classic? I don't know. Like, if they had gone Need for Speed Underground 3, wow. Everyone would have been so excited. Everyone's like, oh, Need for Speed Heat. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool, your next one. And like, even though it looks like Underground, you can decal your car, put all stuff on it, get chased by cops. It looks like it's got a very underground-y race scene in it. I don't know. I, they I, even that's, said... That, that's, that's my lame train this week, man. Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, in the trailer, they even said, we own the night. And I was like, ooh, it, Underground it, games are all about the night. It'd be like if they released um, a new skate game and they called it Session uh, um, Skateboarding. Yeah, that's true. You know, Less and people skate. would be like, why not just call it Skate 4? And they go, oh, we can't live up to the expectations of fans, so we'll just call it Skateboarding. There's something about counting to three in these game worlds, hey? Mm. Anyway, so that's my land train. Let's roll into the love train. <laughs> What's your love train? My love train is DLC done right and continuous support in games done right, which, which has been really cool. Like um, A lot of times this falls into our lame train because we're like, once a game's out, it should be out and that's it. But, you know, again, just like Final Fantasy and Assassin's Creed, but also um, things that, like No Man's Sky, where it, you know, they come out as steaming piles of poo and when people are passionate enough about their game and their project and they just put everything into it, 
I yep. really love that they continue to do that and support the well, people that have supported it. Well, Final Fantasy fourteen is the poster child for that. Exactly. But I mean, I, I, I think um, No Man's Sky isn't too far off as well. Like there was death threats, you know, yeah. how bad this game was. And now there's like m- murals in cities that fans are painting to thank Hello Games for sticking with it and turning it into something beautiful. And yeah. I just think that's really cool. My love train is just this growing concept of continuous support. Like Ubisoft does it everywhere with their siege and, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah love e- that. E- EA could learn a thing about Anthem from that. Oh but yes. Anyway. But anyway, uh, my love tra- mine is falling back in love with MMOs, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh wow! I could never yeah. have picked it. I know. Uh, I love this. What game. a surprise! It's so good. It's my most favorite Final Fantasy in a long time. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot, and yeah, I'm just excited about playing an MMO again. Like there's something about them that I just really enjoy. Um, yeah, and just getting out there, exploring the world and, and progressing with you on the game as well has been a lot of fun. Yeah, that has been a lot of fun. So, cool. uh, yeah, mine's Final Fantasy fourteen. Now let's roll into them hype trains. Hype train. What are you hyped about? What's coming up that you're excited for? Uh, a sneaky one. I actually am legit really hyped to try Control, which is August 27. Oh, cool. Remedy's new one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Um, that looks really cool, actually. I'm interested to see what that game's like. Yeah, it just looks... You know what I really love about this and why I'm so hyped is because... And you know this has been my lame train forever. Um, is that they have a really intriguing, interesting, not spoilery ad campaign for it. Trailers yep. and all that. Like, they're showing off really cool things, but just enough to keep you curious and wondering and make it... Like, it might be rubbish, but I really, really appreciate... They're marketing, and yeah, it's nice. got me hype in a good way. Yeah, cool. Mine Control. is um, what's going to come out of Gamescon this year, which is oh, next yeah, week. Oh yeah, of course. So I'm excited. I'm hyped for the announcements to come, which I don't know what the announcements are, of course. But I'm getting on that hype train again because it's always a bit of fun around a um, convention when you know it might not be much, but it could be something cool. Like it might be the actual name for the new Xbox, or or it could be you know. Um, we might see more of Biomutant, for instance, things like yeah, that. So, oh, I think we're going to get a new trailer for uh, Cyberpunk, so that'll be kind of cool. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, the the gameplay demo that the press got at E3 again. I think they're showing that now to the public, like sort of what they did last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so little things like that. That's what I'm excited about. Seeing what's going to come out of Gamescom next week. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be one hell of an episode. We'll have a lot of news. Oh, there'll be a lot of news. But anyway, we should wrap this episode up. Thank you again for joining us on Game Train. Remember, you can always follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/gametrainpodcast, Instagram at Game Train Podcast, on Twitter at Game Train Talk. Uh, we uh, have a website, gametrainpodcast.com. Um, and remember, please like and subscribe and all those things on all the different platforms. Every like and subscribe and things like that. We I know we bang on about it, but it really does help us at the end of the day. It's something that sort of, you know, builds the, um, the podcast. It gets more sort of looks in and things like this. Just, yeah, it helps us out. Yeah, that's that's true. And I should mention now as well, um, I'm doing a lot more streaming um, and connecting it a lot with my live music. And my other work, which is being the lyrical and, and playing live shows and whatnot. So I'm kind of bridging the gap there. So jump on and hang out as well. I'm on twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical. 
And, uh, and I'm on day, most weekdays. Uh, one day when I get my computer sorted out, I will be streaming again too. Yes, and doing some more workouts, I hope. Uh, no. You don't like them workouts? No. Nah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And once again, Ooh. this has been uh, Game Train. Yeah.